Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries, plus hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews, get a sneak peek at upcoming features, and hear from surprise guests. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just everyday celebrations. Their products really inspire laughter, inspiration, and joy. They are your one-stop resource for home kids and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, those mamas and their littles, just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who never arrive empty-handed, and who love effortless, stylish fashion. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Hi, and welcome back to Speaking of Gifts. You're here with your editor-in-chief, Lenise Willis. And Marie Earl, managing editor. And Alex Herring, senior editor. So I know it's a little later in the month, but we haven't talked yet about Independent Retailer Month, which is this month in July. Um, It's super exciting, and it's a great way to kind of call attention to some of our fans. Yeah, so Independent Retailer Month is relatively new. It started in 2011, and it's really just about encouraging consumers to celebrate the independent retailers in their communities. And it happens in July every year, which is the same month as Amazon Prime Day, uh, which I know that everyone um, went crazy shopping. I did not. I (laughs) supported my independent retailer. I didn't either. I was like, I held strong just because I'm trying to save for a wedding, so I'm not spending any money, but... (laughs) (laughs) So they offer a bunch of uh, resources on their website, the Independent Retailer Month website, including social media hashtags, use indie retail for any kind of promotions you want to do for your store. They offer postcards you can print off and signage to help promote the event. That's awesome. And speaking of celebrating our retailers and supporting our local retailers, we have the Retailer Excellence Awards coming up in August, our 68th annual award ceremony, which is really exciting. I know we've been talking about it, um, but yeah, we talk about it a lot because it's so awesome and I'm very excited. I'm actually writing the script now. So it's coming um, August 11th during the New York Now show. And um, we've got a lot of great retailers from everything celebrating the best visual merchandising to store events, um, all kinds of awards. And we also, um, you know, we do other stuff with Gift for Life and and New York Now. So it's just a really, really great evening. Yeah, Gift for Life is going to continue their text to donate initiative. I know we had done that last year. And they raised a little over $7,000, and their goal is to beat 10000 this year. Uh, the benefits are going to go to Bailey House. They provide home, hope, and community to people living with HIV and AIDS and other chronic illnesses throughout New York City. Um, there are a few different things that certain, you know, different increments of however much you want to give. Uh, so $25 gives light breakfast for clients to take medications when they're coming in to see a case manager. $50 pays a client's utility bill for a month. $100 provides transportation for a homeless veteran to health care and treatment appointments, all the way up to $1,000 providing a month's rent and safe housing for LGBTQ young adults. That is so awesome. And you know, Gift for Life will be 
um, giving out their Lifetime Industry Achievement Award at the ceremony as well. And that will be going to Anna and Nathan Bond of Rifle Paper Go, who are just an amazing um, couple and they run an amazing business. They've done a lot of growth in the stationary category, which is awesome. Yeah, we love them. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to donate early, you can text the code GFL2019 to the number 44321, or you can donate on the website, giftforlife.com. Awesome. Very cool, yeah, and another top honor that's going to be awarded at the Retail Excellence Awards is the first ever New York Now um, Ren, uh, hang on. Renaissance Retailer Award, I think it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, wanted to make sure I had that right. Mm -hmm. It was the Renaissance Retailer Award, and that is going to uh, Cooper Boone, who is just somebody who I think very much deserves this award. Uh, the judges said that they picked him because uh, the quote they gave was from pairing his own handmade furniture pieces with complimentary architectural gifting items to developing creative workshops and even brewing their own combination of coffee beans in their cafe, Cooper continues to provide you an inspirational experience at Foundry 42 and celebrates it with you. Um, Sounds awesome. I really want to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually got to see Cooper Boone at the Atlanta market. Uh, he was doing a cooking demonstration at the Fiesta Ware Demonstration Kitchen. And I just had to say, like, this man had so much energy. You can tell this is a guy that doesn't ever sleep. He talked about his career where he had been singing in a, um, in a band. He wrote his own songs. He was a child psychologist at one point. Wow, oh my gosh. <laughs> he done, he's done all this televised cooking. He took cooking classes and now he teaches cooking classes in his store. And of course, he, he owns his own retail space and has made that into a place that not only serves coffee, but hosts all these workshops. They have uh, readings with kids every week. I just thought, when does this guy sleep? Like, he's so busy all the time. So it makes sense that he would be um, given this award. He was just so entertaining, so full of life, and, and just filled with so much uh, knowledge about cooking. I was, I mean, I was surprised that he just had all these nifty little cooking tips to give during his presentation. Yeah, and you actually told me about one after you got back from the seminar that I think everyone needs to know about, about the eggshell. Oh, yeah. So he was saying when you crack an egg into a bowl, you know when the little pieces of the shell come off, mm -hmm. and you're digging around trying to get that piece of shell out. He said that shell attracts shells. So all you have to do is stick the eggshell in there and the piece that's broken off will just stick to it. No way. Easy as that, that's what he said, so. I'll tell my husband I'll cook. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was just full of little uh, little secrets like that. Yeah, that's like so I, awesome. Yeah, I came away feeling like I was a much better cook after that. <laughs> and also everything he cooked was delicious. He had uh, spinach feta bites Ooh. that were amazing. So, yeah. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> and, you know, he's actually been, um, we've been hearing a lot about him lately, you know, not just because of New York Now um, giving him the special award. We also, you know, saw his um, cooking demonstration and seminar in Atlanta. And, you know, we had uh, Becky Tyre on our last podcast and she was talking about her podcast and he was actually her first guest. So if you go to her Retail Details podcast, um, you can hear an entire interview with him and he has a lot of great event ideas and just really chats about retailing. So he has just been in the news as of late <laughs> and well-deserved. So speaking of Atlanta, um, it was a great show. I know we just yes. got back from it, an excellent show. Um, and they have some exciting news as well. 
Yeah, so IMC has just uh, announced that there's going to be an Atlanta Next growth initiative. So what that means is it's going to be two phases of new construction. Phase one, they're going to be working on the Building One lobby. They're including a new restaurant. They're going to be redesigning it. It's going to have a whole new check-in process for registration. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And it's really going to help out because that Starbucks line is so long and you can't get (laughs) through it. It's like an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) So another option for food right there is going to be just perfect. Yeah, very helpful. And they actually showed a couple of like before and after pictures. I mean, it hasn't been done yet, but like drawings of what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. They were so beautiful. Like even just the whole like front face of the building looked entirely different from the street. Like it just looked so much more welcoming and and more high end and clean and modern and professional. It looked really cool. So I'm excited to see it come to fruition. Yeah, that new lobby design is by ASD Sky. Oh. So um, the second phase is going to take care of the gift areas. So we'll look forward to hearing about that. But um, everything is going to be completed, I think they said, by winter 2021. Okay, so That's not too good. far off. Not too far off. Not at all. And I know um, they, you know, they did like a press, re- um, not a press, but they did do a press release about it. But they had a press event like a about junket. it. Like yeah. I can't think what I'm trying to say. Um, and they mentioned, I know Dorothy mentioned that they should be announcing the um, details and more updates on the gift portion by the end of this year. So really within the next few months, definitely by the end of this year, we'll have more details on what's coming for gift and apparel. Awesome. Yeah. So we have Atlanta under our belt. That is done now, (laughs) that crazy busy show. So on this weekend, Saturday morning, Alex and I are waking up and we're going to Vegas. So the Vegas show is coming up. We're really excited to continue to see, you know, what trends are there, see, you know, other vendors while we're there. Um, We got a lot of great stuff going on. Um, For starters, Sunday night, we're doing... um, our company as a whole is grouping together to do a lean in and lift up event. And I know we've talked about that before, but it's really just to honor um, women in all facets of the industry. So gift, furniture, home textiles, home furnishings, um, you know, interior designers, just sort of everyone in the business and honoring these women that have become very successful and also talking about the idea of mentorship. So we're going to have a full panel of some of these lovely ladies, and we're going to ask them about, you know, their struggles, their successes, their mentors that helped, you know, build them up throughout their career and helped them along the way, and then just encouraging um, further mentorship, you know. So anyone that's looking for a mentor might find one at this networking event. Elenise, aren't you hosting? I am. I'm helping. I'm helping to host. So there will be a few of us there. Um, but I will have a couple of questions up my sleeve that I'm curious to ask some of our panelists. So yes, I will be there. Um, another exciting event that we have in Vegas is Gift for Life is doing its annual Up on the Roof. Um, I think this is actually the ninth annual Up on the Roof celebration that they'll have. And Kathy Ireland is going to be headlining it for us this year, which is really exciting. I know. So I we kind of joke a little bit about it in our office because my uncle, that's like his favorite person on the planet. <laughs> um, and he, when he was in college, he actually had like a full poster of her, like a little cutout that he and his roommates had. And they put a little Christmas hat on her when um, it was Christmas. And it was just kind of a joke with them. But um, 
we admire her in our family. We think she's quite wonderful and her designs are really pretty too. So I'm very excited to meet her and rub it in my uncle's face. I hope you get to tell her all of that too at the show. Yeah, I don't know how she'll respond. She'll be like, well, who's this crazy person? <laughs> um, but that's exciting. And of course, um, it's to raise money for Gift for Life and Diffa, which as we all know is um, you know one of our sole charitable organizations in the gift industry that raises money for AIDS awareness and um, you know help for it with AIDS treatment and and that sort of thing so we're very excited about that um, I know I'm like I still have market brain in my head right now um, so that'll be really exciting and you can look for a recap on that and more information um, yeah and we've got a couple other great things going on yeah so uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about you know the July issue we talked about fashion um, and we and we really talked about what's going to be coming up in the fall. We talked about uh, the new colors that are trending. Um, we talked about you know animal print being everywhere is a big thing in fashion. I know um, it never goes away. It's just always there, and it exploded even more this year. I think exactly <laughs> that. And uh, the NPD group was actually saying that for the future of fashion, we're going to see um, you know athleisure wear is already so popular, and that's just going to grow even more from here. Uh, people are wanting the stuff that's um, comfortable but fashionable. And I, I guess it makes sense to me because I know whenever I'm wearing athleisure wear, it makes me more motivated to work out because I'm already in the clothes. It's, it's that one extra step eliminated and I'm like, okay, I guess I can go work out. I do that too. Like I, I do feel better when I super dress up for work and I feel like I'm crushing it, like I look really good. But then I never work out because it's like I don't want to ruin it. Like I like I have my jewelry and my makeup done and I look good and so I don't I don't want to change out of my cute outfit to go work out. <laughs> well, uh, I want to know what you'll think about this then because there's a fashion blog there's a few fashion bloggers that I follow that kind of help me when I'm thinking about what I'm going to write about for the next fashion issues. Um, so there's this fashion blogger I follow in New York who talked about um, wearing biker shorts as kind of a new Thing. It's part of the athleisure wear. Um, so she wears like black biker shorts and she said, you know, at first she was like, I don't know about this trend. But she said, as long as you dress it up with classier accessories, you've got your dress shirt on or, you know, nice shoes, you can wear it with accessories. And then, then you only have to change half your outfit because you've got yeah. on the nice shirt, but you just take that off and then you've got biker shorts, have a sports bra and then you're set. Um, I will not show up to work in biker shorts, ever. <laughs> oh, you look good. Come on. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Now, I can get on board, you know, I know it's been a while, but those, um, like, professional yoga pants that you can get. I want to try. I, I want to try those. Yeah, That's too. as far as I'll go. I'm not going to, I don't know that I'm a biker short person. <laughs> <laughs> she always makes everything look good. I Whenever she writes about something, I go, there's no way. And then she, she presents it and I go, oh, maybe it can work. Maybe if you were in New York, it would make more sense. But here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, probably not. <laughs> yeah, no. But that's interesting. I'll be excited to see if that if that catches on and who can pull it off. Yeah, me too. Because it won't be me. <laughs> um, so speaking of fashion, too, you know, this Friday, we'll actually be writing about our favorite fall fashion picks. It will yes. not be biker shorts for me, but <laughs> I will be writing about something else. So we'll be talking about our editor's picks for fall fashion in our gift wrap blog on giftsanddeck.com. Make sure you look for that and check that out. Gift Gab, your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. 
So I think one of the coolest trends that we actually found while we were in Atlanta was over the sort of cosmic palette. And I know um, back in February, actually, when I was at the International Home and Houseware Show in Chicago, they had a speaker there that was talking about um, interior design and home decor trends for 2020, including in tabletop. And she actually said that this, you know, the, the galaxy, like the deep purples and blues and this sort of cosmic look was going to be very popular. And I was like, okay, maybe we'll see. And then Alex, we went to Atlanta and we were like, okay, like it's in giftables too. We're actually kind of seeing it rise. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't make this connection earlier back in February. But, you know, I was watching the news last week, and I was like, oh, yeah, this year's the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Oh, it was actually yeah, last yeah. week was the anniversary, and I thought, oh, because, you know, in the winter, there were so many moon. We talked about lunar designs being really popular, and now, like, this sort of galaxy cosmic design is really popular. And I was like, I bet that is why. They're tapping into what was sort of going to be topical and relevant and everyone talking about. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but we had a lot of great finds. What did you see that was cool for the cosmic palette or galaxy finds? Um, yeah, I, th I definitely saw, while we were at the market, I saw lots of stationery that had the cosmic palette and it was kind of like like looking above or finding inspiration from the sky was definitely seemed yeah, to be you a posted, thing. I think it was the gift wrap company you posted about, they had that stationery box collection and it was beautiful, yes, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous, absolutely. And then there's also uh, a company, Sophie Oldport, just released their new space collection and it's all um, a lot of it is very kid themed so kid dining sets or, but also bedroom decor that's all about um, it's got like meteors and shooting stars and just kind of those space adventures and I think that kind of plays into the cosmic stuff very well mm -hmm. uh, they also mentioned it, it was just in time for that Apollo landing anniversary so that definitely makes sense and it's all it's just it can be very meditative or it can be kind of fun and explorative so I think there's a lot of room within that theme. yeah I think so too it was really interesting because you're right there's sort of two ends of the spectrum because on the one hand you know there were these beautiful um just like just designs that look like the galaxy it just sort of makes you feel small and it's just like mm -hmm. deep blue with all the stars and swirling yeah purple. it was so beautiful yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you had um, a lot of UFO stuff I actually saw. <laughs> Which so, makes sense with all those Area 51 memes uh -huh, that are going on uh -huh. right now. Yeah. I still don't understand it, but I like it. I so, like, yeah, the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, um, they actually had an Area 51 passport. It was a notebook, oh my but it says Area 51 passport. And I was like, oh, that's how you get in there. <laughs> um, which was really cool. And then, you know, Wit had a lot of like UFO bag, you know, chip clips. And C.R. Gibson had like a UFO clipboard. So it was really fun. Like I'm kind of digging the, the galaxy cosmic designs and, mm -hmm. and the UFO stuff it's kind of cool yeah I think it's really interesting too because remember a couple years ago was it the Pantone color of the year was the cosmic purple oh yeah that violet, violet. and yeah. it sort of just violet. kicked violet. that's right that's and then true. it kicked off all of this cosmic palette I feel like people took that and said how can we make this like reinterpret really that color cool. that's yeah. really cool I didn't even make that connection either and that's a really good point yeah um so that was a, that was probably the the trend that I was the most excited about and then, of course, we also had, I did, I noticed a lot of peachy hues mm -hmm. is what I was calling them. And I'm wondering, you know, South the Southwest lifestyle has still been very big. 
Um, I know we did like a, a living in the desert sort of trend in our last issue. Um, but I really think that peach color is sort of a pickup from that, from like the desert landscape. Um, I also love that it's like semi-feminine, like very subtly feminine, but it could also be neutral too. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like mm-hmm. gender bending or something. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of a cool thing. And, you know, we're even doing um, – our style pulse for August. It's like sunset. Yeah, like that mm-hmm. sunset color palette, which is really cool. So I'm loving, I'm loving the desert sunset colors that are coming out. Those are some of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, kind of transitioning from that sunset orange glow. Um, yellow was also another big color that we saw. Mm-hmm. Lots of just bright, happy, positive vibes. That was, you know, when life gives you lemons. Um, you know, here's how to turn that around, or just even just something that just said yellow and it had sunshine or mm-hmm. feeling happy. I think yellow is a very naturally happy color, so it kind of made sense with some of that um, in the merchandising that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I forgot to mention one of my favorite things was some um, flasks by Easy Tiger. And they're like gold and peach, and they're like circular, but they're kind of dipped. And it's like a really feminine flask, and I actually kind of loved it. (laughs) And it came in a little bag that said, drink me. I mean, no, drink up. (laughs) This is Alice in Wonderland. It said, drink up. (laughs) I kind of thought about getting it for my bridesmaids. Like, (laughs) you're going to need it. Here's a flask. (laughs) Um, But no, I thought that was really cool. Um, And then, of course, I know, you, uh, Alex, you already mentioned a little bit about leopard print. But yeah. I know you noticed a lot when you were in Atlanta. Gosh, so much leopard print. I just felt like everywhere I was looking at every single showroom, there was something leopard print there. Um, and it wasn't just the traditional leopard color, like on an actual leopard. It was also leopard prints in green or in blue or in bright pink. Mm-hmm. So it was it was definitely taking some um, experimentation to that. Uh, so definitely saw a lot of that. I also noticed there was a few... Uh, tiger stripes. Mm. So a few tiger motifs, uh, and it would say things like, I earned these stripes, or <laughs> I've got the eye of the tiger. It was kind of very empowering, very like survival. Um, so which kind of makes sense when you think about like the women's empowerment thing that could very easily blend into tiger. It kind of made me think of that Katy Perry song, uh-huh. Raw. I've got uh-huh. the eye of the tiger, you're gonna hear me raw. So I think there's, yeah, some of that. So I kind of think we're probably gonna see more tiger stripes going into 2020. I think we're just seeing a few of them at the summer market just starting to sprinkle out. And then I think winter market, I think it's gonna be yeah, a I lot more so prevalent. Too. Um, Josh and I just went out um, with one of his friends a few weeks ago, and he was sporting, like, a men's dress shirt, but with a whole bunch of tigers on it. Just <laughs> So he's really on trend, I guess. <laughs> we kind of made fun of him, but in a good way. Um, and it was hilarious. But he got a lot of attention over that shirt. So I think tigers are definitely in. They're fierce. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, and then I know, you know, July um, – a lot of retailers are getting their last minute Christmas orders in to get ready for that fourth quarter. Um, So we did, you know, we noticed a couple holiday trends. A lot of wildlife is still in holiday. I noticed that, but like getting more involved. So like reindeers helping to decorate a Christmas tree um, or like sporting the ornaments on their antlers or just being more kind of playful and comical about it. I love the one that you posted. I think it was a pillow and it said, tis the season to get to go nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With nutcrackers, I thought that was really fun. Um, but yeah, so that was the thing that there was a lot of nutcrackers um, that I noticed. And usually they're very, you know, a nutcracker is pretty serious because they're so stiff just by design. 
Um, but there's kind of a couple people putting them in a more playful nature, which I thought was cool. So like pomegranate, which is actually recently getting into giftables. They used to be more just hand-pressed textiles, hand-blocked textiles. Um, they're getting into the gift category, and they had these tea towels that were, um, you know, it had nutcrackers. And it was like, son of a nutcracker, just like, you know, just like fun and play- playful stuff. Um, so I thought that was interesting and kind of fun like they get to have a little bit of fun too and not be so serious all the time <laughs> i think i actually wrote when i wrote the article i said they're coming out of their shell no pun intended uh-huh. get it like a nutshell <laughs> I got you guys it. put up with me i love it thank you <laughs> um and then of course you know in our august issue um we're doing a roundup coming up um about gathering for the holidays. So really tabletop and sort of home accessories that help people to come together in general, but really that sort of plays into like Thanksgiving and Christmas and getting ready for those uh, family celebrations. So you can Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that in our August print issue. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just everyday celebrations. Their products really inspire laughter, inspiration, and joy. They are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, those mamas and their littles, just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who never arrive empty-handed, and who love effortless, stylish fashion. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Add-on tales. It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go. So, uh, obviously, we cover seminars while we're in Atlanta, and one seminar that I was very excited about attending was using blooms to fill retail spaces. Number one, personally, I was slightly excited just because I know I talk about it all the time, but I'm planning a wedding. And for some reason, flowers have been stressing me out. I oh, love, yeah. I know, I love flowers so much. Um, Didn't I just, you say this was something Josh had a strong opinion on, actually, was flowers? Yes, because like <laughs> his family, um, family friends of his, they ran a florist shop. And so he's very particular about picking flowers out for me. And I thought that this would be his realm. Um, It is not. He was just like, no, whatever you want. And I hate that answer. (laughs) So I've been stressing over flowers and what goes together and and what colors I even want. And they're all just so beautiful. Like, how do you pick? But anyway, so with all that said, I was very excited to just go to the seminar and see what was up. So um, Margot uh, Shaw was there. And um, she is the editor-in-chief of Flowers Magazine, and she led a panel of interior designers, and they talked about how you can use flowers to, um, you know, highlight a display or fill a retail space, or a space in general, but I was listening for retailer tips. And it was so helpful. So number one, I love that they talked about not overthinking flowers, which I definitely have been doing and probably still am. Um, And she um, really had a great comment where she said, you're starting with perfection. So, like, you can't mess it up. Like, flowers are already beautiful. You're not going to screw them up. And I really loved that sentiment because it can get overwhelming. Um, And then, you know, one of the panelists talked about she kind of gets intimidated by flowers. So when she puts her design space together, she goes with what they call simple abundance. 
So if you're freaking out about flowers, just go with one style, but a lot of them. So like one big bunch of hydrangeas or one big bunch of roses or daisies or something. That's really beautiful too. Yeah, and it's easy, it's simple, you don't have to stress about it. So it was really interesting. Um, I liked that they talked about, um, you know, one of the designers from Match Pewter was there and he mentioned that because all of his products are, you know, pewter, they are just monochromatic, like it's all the same color. Um, and I know some retailers do like color stories as a display or something cool like that. And it can be a little daunting for a consumer. And so he mentioned just putting one small vase of flowers in that display gives a little break for your eyes. So when he um, showed at one of the markets, he had this full just like silver monochromatic display. And he like literally ran I think just to like a local grocery store or market or something and grabbed just a thing of red roses and just popped them in there. And he made, he said it made the world of a difference. Hmm. Um, number one, buyers just noticed that pop of red from farther away. And so it sort of helped to draw them in. And then also just gave a break for the eye so they could absorb more of what was on the display, which I thought it's like simple, but also really smart. And then I think my biggest takeaway from it was, um, uh, Jared Hughes, a designer, was talking about how you should, to be strategic, you should stay with um, simple and low. So if you have a huge flower arrangement, like if you want to show off a table, you wouldn't put a giant vase of gorgeous flowers on it because it becomes its own entity. And so the customer is looking at the flowers and thinking those are beautiful and totally missing the table, which is what you want them to look at. So. If you have an area of your store or a display that you want to draw customers to, it's clever to use a small vase of flowers and just make sure it's very low and simple and just kind of off to the side because for some reason customers are drawn to like something organic, kind of makes them feel happy and cheerful. Um, so they'll be drawn to it and then they sort of, it's so low and simple, they just go right on over to what you want them to look at. It's like That's using so directional smart. arrows, but with flowers. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting and helpful, and I immediately went home and like just bought some simple hydrangeas, actually, because <laughs> we had talked about those, and just put them in my house to make me feel better. But I thought that was really cool. Um, and of course, she asked this you know, question that's been around for a while now, as permanent botanicals are becoming very popular, as they call them, or just AKA fake flowers, if you're not fuzzy. Artificial. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it worth it? And so. Yes, if you are like me, <laughs> totally worth it. Can't keep anything alive. Yeah, I know, I'm the same way. I left post-it notes all over the house to remind um, my fiance to water plants while I was gone because they always die when I go to market. Um, but yeah, it, I think the discussion is still sort of split over that because um, you know the interior designers on the panel were like, absolutely not. Living is always better over faux. Um, but there is a budget concern. You know, if you're constantly having to replace flowers it can get a little bit costly. And so they suggested, if you can, try mixing them. So, um, you know, uh, 
one of them was talking about how he used fake branches because he needed them to be a certain shape, but then he used real magnolia leaves. Oh, I like that. It's a nice compliment. Yeah, and then um, even if you have, like, faux botanicals in a vase, still fill it with water to give it the appearance that it's kind of lifelike. So that's definitely a compromise. And then my favorite quote of the whole seminar was about um, the um, person that led the panel. She actually has an orange vest that she keeps so that she can pick uh, wildflowers off the side of the road (laughs) in random places. (laughs) And uh, Jared said, he said, yeah, I do that too. We call it um, Freesia roadsidea, like basically free <laughs> roadside flowers. Oh my goodness. And that was my favorite comment from the whole show. <laughs> so, when in doubt, if you want the maximum impact of fresh flowers for the lowest cost, you can get those Freesia roadsidea flowers. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time to close up shop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time. And we can't wait to see what's in store for next time on Speaking of Gifts.